Resuming. Weird. World. Order. Broadcast. Dynatherms connected. Initiating broadcast signal in... Ladies, gentlemen, and knights of the Nerd World Order, this is the Nerd World Order broadcast. I am the man that you call Dukes, and to my right, here comes the... Booyah! What's up with your boy, Joe, who actually has his mic on this time? Let's get it. <laughs> and to my other, other right, coming straight out of Krakoa, weighing in at 178 adamantium-filled pounds, Alfonso X-Man Flores. You know those dangerous mutants you keep hearing about on the news? Well, I'm the worst one. I need a Zippo for that one. Nobody? No. X-Men 1, Pyro. There was hey, so this week <laughs> Obi-Wan dropped and there was Star Wars celebration and uh, Star Wars fans definitely got a treat, something to celebrate, which was the first episode of Obi-Wan. But before we get into the first episode of Obi-Wan, uh, let's talk about what we did nerdy this weekend. Alfonso, I'll let you kick it off. Oh, okay. This weekend, um, you know, Memorial Day weekend, uh, my wife's friend was in from out of town. So we went to Knott's Berry Farm. That's right. Knott's Berry Farm. I haven't been there forever. I mean, the last time I was there, it was uh, during uh, Knott's Scary Farm or Halloween Haunt or whatever they call it nowadays. Um, it's it's a little different, you know. Uh, it was fun. Kid got, he, was, he had a blast there in Camp Snoopy. Walked around, we played some games, won some prizes, because, you know, that's how I do. <laughs> um, there was this this really cool, nerdy, interactive thing going on in the Calico Ghost Town. Like, all the cowboys, they were like NPC players in a video game, giving you missions, right? So my son and I, and he was so into it. Six years old, and he's like, he's like oh, hey, uh, you know, so-and-so is going to rob the bank. You know, you make sure you go watch them. So then we had to go join the gang. And then we got sworn in as a, as a deputy, and then we... Oh, man, it was ridiculous. It was so ridiculous. We we're all over the place. We we're taking packages from here to there. We we're taking notes from here to there. Uh, my son even got to arrest. He got to arrest the bad guy who was trying to escape, put him in jail and everything. It was great. Uh, so he had a great time with that. I had a great time watching him, you know, filling in the blanks where he couldn't quite remember things because he's six. But he, <laughs> yeah, he was he was ready to take people down. Awesome. So it sounds like what they did is they took the, the interactivity that we have at the Star Wars uh, Rise of the Rebellion, and they said, we can do that too, but a lot cheaper. Does that sound about right? <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> nice. It still sounds pretty cool. Uh, Joe, nerdy stuff you did this weekend. Uh, I went to the movie theaters. Me and went to go watch uh, The Maverick or Top Gun Maverick, which is really good. And it, people did say it was better than the first one. I, I agree with that. It's really good. They did a really good job. I think it was 33 years from the first one. Really good. I like the movie. I'd recommend it. Um, and then binge watch Stranger Things season four. Finish that. And then also binge watch Star Trek New Home. I think it's called New Home, right, Alan? Strange New, new Worlds. Strange New Worlds, yeah. <laughs> that was actually one, pretty good. The one with <laughs> Captain Pike. Yeah, that one's pretty yeah. good. I, finished, I caught up on that. I think, yeah, four episodes out. And then, of course, watch the Obi-Wan. 
first Very few episodes nice. of that. I am a little bit behind Joe on Stranger Things. Alfonso, did you finish Stranger Things? I'm only two episodes in, man. It's it's uh, been. I need to catch up on it. It looks good. Cool. Well, we'll have to do that episode at some point. And for anyone not watching Strange New York, Strange New Worlds on Star Trek, highly recommend it. Yeah. I'm I'm gonna go out on a limb and say that Pike is the best of all the captains. Ooh. You know what? I was gonna ask you that because I was watching that. Because I actually finished, I caught up the last episode today prior to this recording. And I was thinking the same thing. I was going to ask you, like, do you think Pike is better? And then I have to wonder, it's the writing, too, because the writing makes this guy pretty badass. You kind of yeah. forget about Kirk. I mean, I think yeah. Picard's better than Kirk, but that's just me. But but Captain Pike, man, yeah, he, he even has a cool last name, too. Yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> and his crew is cool. And one of the things that uh, Joe pointed out, which I totally agree, is they respect Ahura on this show. She's just yeah. she's not a background. Yeah, no. dude, like yeah, so good. You got to check yeah. it out, Alfonso. Yeah, they do very well with each character. Yeah, Wait, yeah. Is, it's it, it's, it's like the there's no character that you don't that you're like, oh, I don't care about that character. Even if you don't mm -hmm. like them, you still like you still want to find out about them. Right. Go ahead, Alfonso. Oh, is this in the past? Like Kirk's past? Okay. So in the original Star Trek pilot, mm -hmm. Kirk was not the captain. Captain Pike was the captain in the very first Star Trek pilot. So what they did is they got rid of all the other characters and they kept one character, which was Mr. Spock, played by Leonard Nimoy. Okay, so... That first episode that they did, that was the pilot, they later on turned that into an episode, or they took scenes from that uh, pilot episode, and they turned it into a two-part episode called The Menagerie, uh, where essentially they brought Captain Pike in, they showed when he was commanding the Enterprise, and they showed what happened to him after he commanded the Enterprise. So it's set in the past before Kirk, but they're introducing a lot of the characters that are on Kirk's command. Mm -hmm. So this is Ahura's first assignment. Yes. She's, yeah, she's still like straight out of the academy. She's yeah. still a cadet. A cadet. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then you have yeah. Spock. What was pretty cool about it is the number one, I can't remember her name, but she's insinuating like we could change the past or change the future. There's no reason why we can't change it. So it's like the whole thing, are they going to be able to change Pike's past and he's not going to die? You know, so that's pretty cool to, to see if that, if they're actually going to do that or it's going to stay the same. Right. So here's the thing, Alfonso, because you're like, but why would you tell me that? That's spoiler. When you watch Star Trek Discovery, mm -hmm. right, which is it's Star Trek Discovery is interesting because it's almost a prequel to uh, strange new worlds because the pike character is introduced the young spot character is introduced and elements of pike's future are shown to you in star trek discovery mm -hmm. and so it's kind of like beyond or excuse me strange new worlds is a spinoff of discovery but discovery technically according to the star trek universe never happened it's just, it's so cool because of how everything happened. 
it's just an awesome show. Like after I started watching Strange New Worlds, I went back and I watched the pilot episode. I watched Menagerie. And then what I'm going to watch next are the Pike episodes on Discovery. And then I'll have a full circle of the Pike uh, story arc. That, that's yeah like so should i watch discovery before i watch this or where, where do i start? yeah Just... okay if i were you i would start with the pilot okay then go to star trek discovery then watch menagerie and then i would jump into strange new worlds because the pilot and menagerie they do little things that you later see in the in the first episode of strange new worlds which they they're kind of throwaways they're like easter eggs when you watch when you watch Menagerie, you're like, oh, okay, I, I see how this relates to that first episode of Strange New Worlds. It's just, it's like someone sat down and they looked at something and they were like, this wasn't that good, but it's the building blocks of something that could be great. That is what happened with Strange New Worlds. But there's so then there's a possibility of Kirk showing up, right? Go ahead, Joe. Drop it on him. Yeah, Kurt's supposed to show up in season two. His well, the rumor is his brother's actually already on the show. Oh, yeah, it's Samuel so Park. good. But that's what people yeah. were saying. Is it the brother? But his brother dies really badly in his family. <laughs> that sucks. <laughs> which which isn't funny, but you know. <laughs> isn't funny. But you're like, dang. One brother goes on to become like the best cat, one of the best captains. The other one just dies. Yeah. It's a really good show, Alfonso. I strongly recommend it. Thank you. Um, yeah. Well, my weekend, nerdy-wise, I don't really know if it's nerdy, but oh, if I dress up in cosplay, Alfonso's like, I saw your pictures. It's nerdy. <laughs> <laughs> so I went to the Queen's Ball slash tea party for Bridgerton, where you sort of interact with the world of Bridgerton, which is a Netflix show, which I've never seen, but um, apparently it's it's more popular with the female crowd. Uh, the Duchess wanted to go to Bridgerton, so away we go, off to Bridgerton. So that's what I did this weekend. It was pretty fun, uh, just exciting. Other than that, like Joe, uh, watch Strange New, or excuse me, Strange New Worlds, and also trying to catch up, like all both of you, um, also tried to catch up on Stranger Things. I, I want to add, you looked awesome in that. <laughs> I looked really good. Huh. Yeah. Thanks, man. Yeah, Thanks. you looked like you were going to do an interview with a vampire. <laughs> <laughs> ah, that is so cool joe always coming with the great lines <laughs> well one of the things that we did all three of us not collectively we didn't sit in a room and do it together but first alfonso he threw up the ob1 bat signal he said hey guys it's dropping early and i was yeah. like dude i gotta go to sleep but <laughs> But as soon as I got up in the morning, I turned on Obi-Wan. So, <laughs> ladies, gentlemen, and knights of the Nerd World Order, let's get into this discussion. There will be spoilers because uh, we're talking about episodes one and two of Obi-Wan. Alfonso, since you threw up the bat signal first, why don't you go ahead and start it off? Why do you think people were so excited for this show? Well, I mean... Everybody loved Obi Wan, and any incarnation of Obi Wan, no matter what what issue you had with, well, nobody really had issues with the first three, um, but no matter what issues you had with episodes one, two, and three, everybody loved Obi Wan. All they did was talk about him and quote him. You know, hello there. You know, that became so big over the internet. I, 
and then he was throughout the Clone Wars cartoon. He, he just Obi Wan did no wrong, you know. Ewan McGregor made an awesome character there, or was an awesome character there, and everybody was so excited to see it. You know, he had a big following. You always try to look for, you know, the the golden the golden nugget in the steaming pile of uh, trash. We'll say trash. <laughs> and and that was Obi Wan Kenobi. When you first see Obi Wan, he's like an older dude, and you're like, who the hell is this guy, bro? He's supposed to be like. One of the best Jedi's in the universe, man. You're watching him the whole time, going, "There's no way this guy's gonna be good enough to train Luke." But you know, to what Alfie said, the prequels and the Clone Wars, he really grew the following. Like, because Obi Wan became dope. Everybody wanted to see Anakin in the Clone Wars, you know, to see how he became Darth Vader. But I was more of a fan of like Obi Wan and how how dope of his arc was throughout the series of the of the movies in the Clone Wars. For me, he was more intriguing, more more well-rounded kind of character. I really appreciate you guys explaining that because when they announced, you know, the Obi-Wan, Obi-Wan show, everyone was hyped. And I was like, I don't care about the Obi-Wan Kenobi. <laughs> I, was yeah. like, I was like, give me Mace Windu, you know? Yeah, so yeah. I'm glad you guys explained that because I just didn't really, you know, know. Uh, Joe, what were your first impressions of the show? First impressions, like I, I told the chat, well, first off, thanks, thanks, Alfie, because you know he when he did that bat little bat signal up in the air, dude, for like <laughs> Obi Wan at ten o'clock, bro. I was like laying in my bed, getting ready to go to bed. And I was like, "There's no way in hell Disney's gonna release that like at ten o'clock at night, man." <laughs> Clicked on it. I was like, "Well, looks like I'm going to bed at one." <laughs> you know, I had to watch it. My first impressions was because uh, I watched it twice now. I watched it right before the podcast again. Um, my first initial thoughts was I liked it a lot, but I wasn't quite sure if the reason why I liked it a lot was because Bubble Fett sucks so bad. <laughs> and so I was kind of perplexed. Like, I want something to be so good for the Star Wars universe that I liked it because it was better than Bubble Fett, you know. But, you know, watching it again, it's really good. And um, once I let Alfie and you guys chime in, there's a lot of things I want to want to talk about that I had seen throughout the shows that make it better the second time watching it because I, I got to see some of the things because the first initial time that i watched i was like why do they have that oh okay i can see why they do that well why is he doing ah oh, i can see why they're doing that and they answered a lot of those questions when the first few episodes were like you know like when you watch like anything marvel or star wars anything you kind of question the direction that they're doing certain things and they answered it for me anyways right away so i liked it awesome Alfonso, first thoughts. <laughs> well, as always, I'm on board. All right. I loved it. I had a great time with it. You know, Obi-Wan, he was, oh, man. It it was great. It was really good. You know, you're right. Boba Fett dropped the bar so low that, you know, looking from down there, looking up on everything, everything looks shiny and new. So, I, you know, I'm excited to see what they do with it. I was kind of disappointed in their choice of Luke Skywalker because he should have been a little shorter, maybe six years old. And, you know, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> no, oh, wait, no, my son. Yeah, maybe, <laughs> but no, it was, it, you know, you got to, Oh, sorry. I don't want to go too much. First impressions. Really good. We'll talk more. So before we get into my first impressions, Alfonso, I love this story. Your son is just like, he's the, he's the cutest kid. That looks like he could like master anything and kick ass in the world. So can you tell us about your son almost being 
a young is it wait luke skywalker luke nope, skywalker nope. i always get it wrong go ahead tell us the story okay so before covid started my wife signed my son up with a oh by the way thank you with a talent agency right and you know we put his pictures out there we we did some things we we actually he we he actually did two short films you know they're by USC students, so they weren't out there in the ether. But you know, it was it was pretty cool. It was fun. It was a learning experience. Um, we got a really good offer from LG in Malaysia. He didn't have a passport, so we didn't get it. But he was like top of the line there. And right when COVID hit, we get this email like, uh, "We need some uh, video test footage and some photos of Nathaniel for a new Star Wars project on Disney Plus." And I'm like. There's only one Star Wars project coming to Disney Plus that's going to need a little boy. And of course, this was already after, you know, Mandalorian started already after uh, Boba Fett was announced and everything. So I'm like, dude, they wanted to be, they wanted to be Luke. And I was so excited. I, I, I was told that I wanted it too bad. I mean, I was already booking signings at comic shops that I know, you know, I was ready. I was ready to start getting my table at, uh, our, I'm sorry, his table at Comic-Con. <laughs> I was ready to go. You know, even if he only did that one thing, it would have been it would have been on. But um, yeah, sadly, he was probably too young. So they, as you can see, they went with a little bit older boy. I'm saying he's probably about ten. So Nathaniel missed it by about four years. Well, there's still other stuff out there, man. That's pretty cool. My first impression, I was on the fence. I wasn't totally blown away. But there were elements of the show where I was just like, eh. now I will say the Inquisitors, which I'm going to need you guys to explain. I know Joe has the knowledge on the Inquisitors. I was like, dude, they're pretty cool. And the Inquisitors make me want to come back for more. That is really the strongest selling point for me right now. So uh, I don't know. Maybe Alfonso is an expert, too. But whenever I have questions about Star Wars, I go to Joe. Uh, Joe, can you explain the Inquisitors? Yeah, basically, Inquisitors are like old Jedi's that became Sith and hunted their own kind. So basically, the Grand Inquisitor was actually a Jedi guard who became uh, a Sith and then the, uh, the Grand Inquisitor. But basically, they're just a group that was formed by Darth Vader to hunt down the Jedi. That's what they do. Nice. You know, visually, I thought they looked pretty cool. Uh, but then also, power set, they look pretty cool. And <laughs> they might be a little bit more skilled than your average Jedi. We'll see, but I really like that. So my first impression, I was on the fence, but I'm definitely coming back uh, because the Inquisitors have caught my attention. Uh, Joe, you got stuff you want to talk about, so I'm going to let you open it up and talk away. Well, the Grand the grand Inquisitor, like, remember people were making, they didn't like the way he looked. His, I guess his head was a little more fatter than it wasn't as narrow. As, he wasn't that bad. I mean, it wasn't like staring at a fake Superman mustache that they try to take out shame on you dc for trying to put that on us it wasn't as bad as that but the the very opening what i liked about it the episode one was they gave you a a, a really short recap of what had happened up to that and then it said 10 years later so that was pretty cool because you kind of get hyped up from that and you're like oh dang it's starting to get down you're like okay cool cool and the emotions start to set in right so you start to think like, oh, man, Obi and, and Anakin are going to have a showdown. And, and, and it builds up that tension, you know, going into the first episode. And I thought, you know, like how I had said, 
you know, Obi-Wan is not the same. This is what I kind of liked about it. I was kind of perplexed about it because Obi-Wan is, he's, dude, he's the man, dude. He's, you know, as, as good as they say Anakin was, it was always, for me, it was always Obi-Wan. He was just always dope. He made the right decisions except for certain things with Anakin. And, but Anakin did Anakin and, you know, we won't go down that road. But it just shows you, like, that fight with him in Revenge of the Sith. He has his anxiety pops. He's depressed. He's not confident anymore. And he's just like, Grand Christopher said when he, when he, when he came into town, he was, he was hunting, he was talking to the bar guy and he's like, look, he goes, what makes it easy hunting Jedis is they hunt themselves. So he said, for you to hunt a Jedi, you have to be patient. The irony of that, think that you have to be patient. What's one of the Jedi's models? Patience, right? (laughs) Patience. And that patience is going to get you killed. I just thought that I didn't know if anybody else watching that had caught that, but he was a Jedi. So he would say something like that as a Sith, saying patience will be the undoing with him. And he says basically for him, for Jedi to survive, you have to put everything away and give up. And that's basically exactly what Obi-Wan is doing. Because when Obi was in that factory, little factory in the middle of nowhere, He's cutting up meat, I guess. I don't know what he's doing. But the old guy was like, hey, I need more money. And, he, and then the dude pushed him. And he looked at Obi-Wan and was like, you, like from Friday, you want some of this old man? <laughs> no. <laughs> you know what I mean? And so, like, it, it, and what did he do? He buried his lightsaber in the desert. So he's doing exactly what the – that's why they couldn't find him for over 10 years. They've been trying to find this guy. And that's one of the reasons why they couldn't find him. So I thought that was pretty cool just to see – you're going to see him get picked up. So that's why I was perplexed with it because he's not fighting. In those first two episodes, he does not light up his lightsaber. He's barely fighting goons and he can barely win at that. So, you know, like not only is he rusty, he's like he's doubting his skills. And it was just cool to see, you know, Bill Ghana come in and pick him up and was like, yo, he's like, nah, I don't know if I could do it anymore. And he's like, bro, you're going to have to. She's more, she's just as important as Luke. You have to understand that. Where he was just in his mind, it was just all about Luke. And it, which it ties done, you know, the episode four where you're my only hope because that it's kind of cool because you wonder, like, what did what did uh, Obi Wan do to have her say that? And this is the story arc that's basically, you know, laying the foundation for the series. Yeah. Um, I want to I want to just step back to the very beginning of that first episode. Yeah, oh, first of all, the recap was amazing. So I mean, anybody yeah. who needs to get caught up, you make sure you watch that recap. Do not skip it. But um, when you know it starts off in the Jedi Temple in that that girl training the uh, the young Jedi, and I'm kind of bummed that the young Jedi didn't have lightsabers. I want to see a flashback where you got all these Padawans with a bunch of lightsabers at least trying to fight back, right? Because you know. There was train sessions where they had them. They've shown it. So, but anyways, so they all get away, right? And and she dies protecting them, and they're running off. And, and like they're thinking, oh man, the Padawans are gonna make it, and they're running down that bridge. And if you look to the left, up on the bridge, another bridge, you see uh, not stormtroopers. You see clone troopers coming. They're gonna just intercept their course. Those those Padawans are toast. So don't hope for those kids to come back. And so it wasn't just Anakin and took them all out. But anyway, uh, when it comes to Obi-Wan, you know, 10 years, 10 years is a long time not to practice, you know, using the force or, or you know, his Jedi moves and whatnot. Would he be that rusty? I'm not sure, man, because, I mean, 
you know, he spent his entire life training as a Jedi. Do you really think he would have been that rusty? Possibly. I was a little disappointed in that because I thought he would be, you know, it's good to see him a little more human and getting smacked around because he should have. But I think he should have been doing a little bit better than he did. And the other thing is, he told uh, he told Luke's, uh, well, Owen, he told Owen, you know, when the time comes, I must train him, right? So if that's the case, he's going to train him when the time comes. Why is he not prepared himself? Why is he not in constant training to keep up on his skills so that he can teach Luke how to fight? And it, it, that's a, it's just a funny thing because it's like, you know, he wants Luke to be ready. He wants Luke to learn, but he's still like, uh, but I'm going to hide back here as a Jedi because, you know, so it's like, I'm going to hide and then so, send the boy out. Here you go. Go ahead. Go kill everybody. Go win the universe. I don't know. Uh, I don't have a lot of complaints. I did, you know, it, I do complain about that, but I'm still having a great time. I still love the show. So I thought that they did a really good job of portraying a person who was broken because in order for Obi-Wan to stay safe, he had to give up his one true devotion, which was being a Jedi. Also, when he, when they did the dream sequence and he was having flashbacks, Clearly, you see the inner conflict and the turmoil that comes from, hey, he thought he was doing the right thing. He thought that Anakin was the proverbial chosen one. But at the end of the day, he had to almost kill his brother, I think. As far as I was concerned, he should have been dead. But, you know, I feel like they did a really good job of, to your point, Alfonso, it's like, yeah, he should be better. But there's also a mental block that goes along with, not wanting to pick up that skill again because the thought of like, hey, not only do I risk having all these, you know, Padawans get hurt and Luke could get hurt. So he was holding back. And I feel like there was more of a mental barrier than a physical barrier. Yeah, he was broken. Not only that, you know, like I'm pretty sure I can teach Alan how to shoot a jump shot and I never, you know, I don't play basketball anymore. Ah. No matter how rusty I am, I can still train him how to shoot a ball. Yeah, you look at a lot of coaches and they're, you know, built like me. You know, they're not in great shape, but they still know what they're doing and they still know how to, how, you right. Know, you're right. That does make sense. But he, but he's definitely broken. So, Joe, what were some other points that you sort of picked up watching it the second time? He mentions Qui-Gon. And so I'm waiting for that. Like I've always, I've, I've told you guys this, if, if Qui-Gon does not show up, like in some ghost and says, what's up? I'm going to be quite upset. You know what I mean? But th this is this is a discussion that I want that I'm not going to get. Even if Qui-Gon came up there, I don't think they're going to they're gonna tackle that because I would love, if I was Obi-Wan, I'd be like, what the hell, dude? You said this dude's supposed to, <laughs> supposed to bring balance to the forest and this dude killed everybody. And now he's hiring these Inquisitors to come and kill me. And they're not, you know what I mean? They're not going to, of course, they're not going to answer that. But that would be one of the questions I'll be asking Qui-Gon. Like, bro, like, you literally said this guy is the chosen one, and he was not. Now, I don't know if Obi-Wan sooner, you know, probably later thought maybe it was his future son is, you know what I mean, could be the one. Maybe it's just in his genes. Someone in his family line is going to be the one. But what's crazy about this is the writing is so good, and then you think about the prequels. <laughs> you think about episode four, five, and six, and then, of course, seven, eight, and nine. Or six, seven, and eight. Yeah. Is it six, seven, eight? No, no, no. Seven, eight, nine. No, seven, eight, nine. You start thinking about that and you realize like, <laughs> 
dude, Luke did the same thing as his dad, dude. It's <laughs> right? just like he did he he didn't even bring balance because he this is why I say Obi-Wan is the best one, bro. Because Obi-Wan didn't do any of that, dude. Luke was supposed to bring balance, got the Jedi's together, and then all of a sudden try to kill his nephew, and his nephew killed all the Jedi again. It's like is it lazy writing, Duke? Should we say that's just lazy writing? Because when I read the books, their version of where Luke went from after the where where they introduced Grand Elmo Thong, who was in the Rebels and became canon. But that storyline there was a lot better than these movies. And for me, it's just like the the when you make these prequels, they're so good that they tear apart the future movies and and, and the prequels because it just doesn't make sense. No, wait a minute. I, I would I would argue that Darth Vader did bring balance to the Force. He had everybody killed, so there was him, and and the Emperor left, right? But you had Ben and Luke Skywalker left, so two and two. That's balance. Like even even Conscious can be behind that balance. Not not, not 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 really, because if if Vader doesn't throw over the Palpatine, there is no balance. Because oh, Palpatine yeah. was still stronger than Anakin in that little robot form, and is. And stronger than Ben. And then another thing, dude, like Ben is so dope, right? <laughs> he's so dope. Then you watch that because you know he's gonna be he's gonna have a dope fight scene. Oh yeah. Towards the end. It's gonna be like this dope where he fights the Inquisitors and because dude, this dude could fight. And you know, just to see him slowly progressively starting to get back his confidence and do certain fights, and then he loses it at the end of uh, episode two, where she's like, you know, he's still alive, right? Dude, he he looked like he looked like you just broke up with your ex girlfriend. You go to a party, you haven't seen her in like years, and then your boy goes, "Hey, don't look now, but your ex girlfriend's right there." And you look over, <laughs> and your heart just drops. You're like, "Oh damn, what I'm gonna do?" That's what he looked like, bro. Like, he was just like he was just torn up, dude. And then he's in the thing, and again, you know what I mean, dude? It's like you kind of feel sorry for the guy because even when he he starts to get his foot, I mean, dude could barely do the force to save Leia as she fell. That just shows you like how much he's lost. Just mentally, he's just not there. Just scared to death. Like he doesn't want. He doesn't. You know, he doesn't want to die. Everything is lost around him. And then another thing, bro. <laughs> when you think about, dude, the Jedi, bro. Like they walk around. Like I, I started thinking, like they, they walk around with all this confidence when they're all like grouped up and like they're just the shit, right? Uh -huh. And then you look at Obi Wan now, and then even Leia said, "You look like a bum." Like even his walk now. In those episodes, he doesn't have the same walk as he did with Anakin walking around. You know, Mason Windu, like they have that little walk. He doesn't even have that walk anymore. And, not to mention, bro, like he, and then, you know, like Reva, do Reva, we got to talk about Reva. She's badass. We do Reva, need to talk. Are we going to jump to Reva? Or before you jump to Reva, I have a question. Was Qui Gon in any of the animated series? Or once he was gone from the prequels, he was just gone. Um, I think he was just gone. I don't remember. Okay. I don't remember okay. him in any of the Clone Wars because I jumped from the Clone Wars. Okay. To, to which you know, jump which ones I wanted to watch. Same thing with Rebels. I yeah, jumped the only, to which. The only other thing we heard from him was his voice when Ray, at the end, you know, she yeah she drawed upon yeah. all the yeah the Jedi power. Yeah, the best Jedi, Ray. Skywalker, yeah. stolen valor. Okay, stolen valor. See, that, that's that's what I mean. If she, she ultimately killed Palpatine, 
So is she the one that brought balance? See, that's that's I'm like the the prequels just dude. Did the Matrix come out before the prequels? <laughs> yes. Okay, so you think Luke, you know, George Lucas said the one because he's the chosen because that's 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 Neo. At least Neo had held up on his end of the bargain. Even because, in the last movie? Yeah, but we won't count that. That was just that we won't count that. I think honestly, that was just a director poking fun at Warner Brothers. Right. So they don't do it the way they want to do the movie. So he made a crappy movie to go, hey, hey, that's what you get. That's what I think happened. <laughs> but dude, bro, none none of the Skywalker, and then bro, you lazy writing. You don't do oh, I'm Ray Skywalker. So then you can say, Oh, yeah, Skywalkers did bring balance. No, they didn't, bro. They didn't. <laughs> I love how fired up you are, man. It's like people hate the sequels, but man, yeah. you're just you're fired up over the lazy writing of the of the sequels, man. Well, because like the, you know, I think that's why people love Obi-Wan so much. Because he was that dude. And you know, I, you know. It kind of sucks because here, here's another thing, dude. This is what upsets me, bro. So, like, watching these first two episodes, man, where is Obi-Wan's justice? He needs redemption. This fool don't get no damn redemption, bro. He gets freaking force ghosted with Vader, and he steps on him and says, hey, where'd he go? There's no redemption through that, dude. I mean, I get it that they made a movie and it had to be a son. But, bro, you see the turmoil the stress, the paranoia that Obi-Wan's feeling for his best friend, he never gets closure with Anakin, ever. Maybe they'll develop some sort of closure where they have a, a conversation, a dialogue, and you know, then they move on. I don't, well, they did with, um, you probably, I don't know if you watched the last season of The Clone Wars. No, you kept telling me to. Um, but they showed Ahsoka because, you know, Ahsoka was his Padawan. And she was trying to convince him, and he kind of just was like, "No, I'm gonna kill you." She actually died. It's like a whole thing. I want to get to it. It's like a okay. whole thing, bro. She was supposed to die, and then um, uh, Ursa grabbed her through the. It was like the. There's like a place where the forest is, where they have different um, time, kind of like spheres, like the multiverse, mm -hmm. and it's different times of experience with certain Jedi's. And so Ursa kind of grabbed Ahsoka through it, and so, so that's how she survived. But okay. I am I am happy from what I hear. Her series is gonna be about her rescuing Ursa with the with the bounty hunter, and so I'm kind of excited about that. Hopefully, they don't mess that up. Nice, nice. Hey, I, I got a couple things. Okay, so first of all, with Obi Wan being so weak sauce right now, right? He, you know, he's he's got to get strong because he's got to fight Vader, right? So what's gonna happen? Eighties montage rocking training video, right? He's totally gonna be getting stronger. He's gonna be running through the snow or the sand, and he's gonna be lifting up banthas and you know, force lift. It's gonna be awesome. But uh, the other thing I <laughs> um, is there a possibility Ahsoka is gonna pop up in this? I I don't see why not. Well, that's saying? that's another thing, bro. Like she was just as close with Obi Wan. Mm -hmm. You know, just as she was with Anakin, like, yeah, right. Where where's she at? I know she's probably hiding somewhere too. I'm sure they're gonna explain where she's been at, mm -hmm. you know, prior to that. But I, I don't know. I don't I think they might pick up like where Rebels left off, maybe. I don't know, dude. 
it's kind of cool because it's like there's different timelines and they can pick and choose what they want to put in those little timelines. Yeah. But the 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 bad side to it is when they make it so good, it messes up the stuff that's <laughs> in the future because it's right. you're just like, bro, like it's so good, like, dude. I mean, come on, man. <laughs> What was the point? They put the clone soldier. He's like, hey, spare some change. <laughs> I'll be like, bro, like, hey, I remember you. I'm sure you know who the hell I am. I'll give you some change. Hey, I'll pay you more. You want to get down? He's like, I only got 66 cents. Order 66. Yeah. Just, I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know. Joe, you wanted to get into the uh, the Inquisitors. Fire away. Yeah, dude, the third sister, she's dope, dude. She really, it's kind of cool because, like, the Sith is, their whole purpose is to get as strong as they can and kill their master, basically. That's what a Sith does. And she's trying to climb up the ranks. And so with her, like, they couldn't find Obi-Wan for 10 years. And on the 10th year, this third sister came up with a ploy to get this fool back out. That just lets you know how dope she is. I mean, she's doing, like, Freaking, what's that called when you run on parkour and jumps? Parkour, parkour. yeah, <laughs> she's doing the parkour stuff like that. Like, she's really dope. Hardcore doing parkour. Like, yeah, dude. So, like, she's dope. And then, you know, like the, the Asian dude, too. Like, I don't know his name. Uh, he's pretty dope in it. Hey, can you, Joe, can you explain to me the, the brothers and the sisters? I mean, like, you got third, third sister, you got fifth brother, but it seems like the fifth brother's, in, you know, ahead of the third sister. I mean, is there a number like any having to have anything to do with rank or is it just, you know, there's a third sister dead. So another one comes in and now we got another third sister. How does that work? I think they were just like taking a bunch of young kids when they were forced jet or, you know, jet, jet have force driven inside them that they take them and they raise them to be sits. What if those kids on the bridge, what yes, if those kids on the bridge are all the brothers yes. and sisters? <gasps> yeah. That's why that's why I think they showed that in the beginning. Yeah, why why else it, would it could that? be it could be that. Because because I was thinking that the first time I watched it, because I was like, there has to be a reason because other it's 10 years after, right? You don't really need to show, show that scene. And they're not just gonna show that scene for no reason. And and I'm pretty sure that's probably what it was. I'll go back but, and look at all those kids. I mean there's a bunch of them. I mean, there's not, so it's, I don't think it's going to be one of them. Yeah. It could, could be, the, but it could be that squad. <laughs> there was one thing about the show that was really, really hard for me to get through. Young Leia was so annoying. <laughs> yeah. And, but the thing is normally when there's like an annoying kid on the show, I tune out, but because I knew that all of this was leading to something i i wasn't as annoyed by her whiny little antics as i mm -hmm. would normally be well what's good about that is it gives it gives the kids who watch this something to strive for right you know it's like oh you know they're playing i'm gonna be i'm gonna be obi-wan i'm gonna be leia you know and it, it gets the, it solidifies the next generation right because like they were saying, like the prequels, everybody had so much problems with the prequels, but the kids that are growing up now, the ones that are in their 20s, they're like, you know what? The prequels rocked. And we're like, what? Because that was their Star Wars, right? This is somebody else's Star Wars right meow. You know what, Dukes? You were right, bro. That little kid was annoying, man. <laughs> like whiny, 
you know, when I watched it the second time, I fast forward through her parts. That was like, <laughs> you know, you know what I mean? Like, I that was one of those ones that I told you I was watching. I was like, okay, I get why you have that. I get, I get why you have to have that because you have to show that she's Leia because Leia is kind of like that, mm-hmm. you know, when she get older and she is like her mom, Padme. So, you know, like that's why Obi Wan was like, you know what, you remind me of someone. You know, it's like, but she's so. <laughs> you, you know, but I get why they do that. I'm just like, I don't know if I, I guess we shouldn't say little kids annoying, but you know, I like little kid actors. It's it's kind of hard to when you watch something like that. You you're seriously invested in little. Hey, you said you're a Jedi, but you know, hey, now you're a bounty. Is that why your things? I'm like. But then again, you have to. If I was a ten-year-old, would I? I don't know, man. When I sit there thinking like this, well, this dude just rescued me. Is he really the guy? <laughs> if he rescued me, why would be the guy that's trying to capture me? But I, you know what I mean. But I, I get. I, that's the frustrating part, you know, when I think about it like that. <laughs> but I try- like, you got to think about it like when kids are like, "Oh, this is my Pokemon card, and this Pokemon does this, this, and evolves into this, and eventually, you know, if you put that one with this one, and then, you know, it's like when kids explain things to you. It's kind of like when I talk." It's, it's just gets a whoa, 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 slow down, <laughs> right? <Yeah. laughs> I thought of her as kind of like a tiny pebble and a nice pair of shoes that you're wearing, right? Because <laughs> it's like you're not in a position where you can just shake that little pebble out, you know? Yeah, but it's like you're looking down at your shoes and you're like, I like these shoes, but. <laughs> It's got this little pebble in it that's kind of irritating me. And so that's what I saw her like. And I was like, okay, I'm willing to, you know, go through this in order to get to it. Uh, You know, guys, let me ask you something. I thought this show was, you know, because Alfonso was talking about, you know, kids watching this show. I found this show to be rather violent for kids to watch. Alfonso, you have the youngest. What's your thought on that? Well, he hasn't watched it with me yet. Uh, the first episode, I think he could easily watch. The second episode probably would been would have been a little more scary. Uh, but then when you think about it, I mean, how scary is it being kidnapped by the Red Hot Chili Peppers? <laughs> <laughs> but no, seriously, um, it, it's it's something I'm questioning whether I'm going to let him watch. Like even some of the Marvel movies, he hasn't watched yet. You know, he, but I, I, he knows so much about this, and he's craving. He's like, Dad, you know, Obi Wan. When are we going to watch it? So. You know, we'll probably watch it, and I'll just make sure that he understands, you know. You have to have to talk with him. You know, this is just TV, son. You know, (laughs) it's like, yeah, Dad, I get it. Come on. Let's roll it. Roll it. (laughs) But, you know, when we were kids, we never thought it was just TV. Like, as soon as we got done watching a show, we we were like, yeah, if I try hard enough, I'll have the force, too. So we can tell him it's TV, but he's still going to try to, like, you know, like, force choke. Something or another, you know. <laughs> he's gonna he's gonna walk into Target and open the doors, <laughs> right? <laughs> I mean, they didn't do anything too bad. They cut off a hand, and when he got stabbed with a lightsaber, it's pretty much the movies. Yeah, g- generally everybody who gets hurt are the ones that are you know they don't look human, so that's mm-hmm. how they get away with that. Except for the guy hanging there, but you only see his feet, so a kid's not gonna understand that he's being hung or hanged. Hanged. It's not hung. <laughs> That's another thing, dude. Like, when when he went to see Obi Wan, he's like, "Nah, bro, my name's Ben." <laughs> <He's> like, <laughs> you don't like, know me. 
He's like, no, bro, like you're you're like the best. Nah, man, that's some other dude riding on a camel in his desert. <laughs> Did it look for a minute like he was trying to like, you know, mind trick him? Like, I'm not the Ben you're looking for. <laughs> it's just it, it's crazy to see him because Obi Wan ten years ago wouldn't have let that guy die like that. Not one, yeah, you know, dead. and he wouldn't let that old man get punked. He <laughs> so it's it's kind of cool to see. At first, I was just like, what the hell? But then, you know, I get it. Yeah. You know, it's 10 years of him. Just think, you're the dude that was supposed to train the guy that's supposed to bring balance to the universe, and the dude slaughtered everybody. And right. you're the guy that was basically training them. Yeah. yeah. If you think about it that way, you can see why, you know, I can. We forget that. We just think, like, oh, this guy went to the Dark Sword or the Dark Force, and then, of course, killed everyone. It's not Obi-Wan's fault. But coming from Obi-Wan's perspective, this fool's thinking, like, dude, this dude is the way he is because my training was not good enough. And so I think that's why he wants to train Luke because that's his redemption. Yeah. But then again, if he knew what Luke was doing and, you know, later on trying to kill his nephew, he'd be like, bro. <laughs> but and, and ultimately he does have to be around for Luke. He has to be there. So he's got to let stuff slide. He's got to let stuff go. He's got to be able to like turn a blind eye because he has to be there for Luke because he knows that Luke is the one that'll bring balance to the force. Really though? <laughs> That's his thought. If you if you if you if you think about it, some of the stuff that Leia did helped contribute to the whole thing. Yeah. Oh definitely. And so it goes back to what Bale said. She's just as point is as important as Luke is. Yes sir. You know when I watched the prequels, I always thought that uh Anakin bringing balance to the force, I always thought that meant that his kids would ultimately bring balance Ooh. to the force. That's that's what I just always assume because, well, like when we're watching these prequels, we know he doesn't, right? right? So, so clearly we know that if we're just looking at him to do it, it does. It's not going to happen. But that's what I always thought it meant because, like, as I'm watching it, I would just thought, well, they must be talking about his kids, which is why I feel like at the end of the prequels, his kids are born and he brings that balance. That's what I always thought. Right. Hey, we, we got to make sure that we talk about Kango, too. Is it Kango? Kango? You know, from the it Eternals? Kango. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Isa. I'm, I'm using the Jedi mind trick on you right yeah. now. <laughs> Isa. Yeah. Isa was pretty cool. Joe, did you think he had actually, re like, was he trying to redeem himself at the end there? Did you think he was, or do you think he was going to, you know, do the triple cross one more time? <laughs> I think this dude, he's pretty funny. As soon as, you know, it's crazy. As soon as he starts talking, you're like, oh, dang. <laughs> you know, oh. And then he comes out, he's pretty funny. I think he's just a dude that's just trying to make money. He, like he said, basically he says, I've done bad things. Sure. I've got, I just love credit. But I think, to, to your point where you asked why do people like Obi-Wan so much, you have to realize Obi-Wan is pretty famous throughout the galaxy. And so when this dude realizes how the Jedi are basically in, extinct and he's one of the last OGs to still be around, he realizes, like, and I'm pretty sure, like, like he says, there's other people that will support you. And that's the beginning of, like, the Rebels. Well, not the Rebels, but, it's, yeah, the Rebels. You know, the, the start of that whole thing. And basically because he says, hey, take this, fly away. I have some friends that are going to help you out. He's like, you're not alone. And so I think he's going to see that later on. There's going to be some rebels. But then again, dude, like, so here's my thing. So, so you know, the 
later on the rebels they fight. So basically, Obi Wan's just gonna save Leia and then go right back to Tatooine. <laughs> well, somewhere along the line, he's got he's got to fight Vader too, and Vader's just gonna give up on him. So he must. Yeah. Well, I think if you remember from Episode Four, he goes, "I have not felt this for a long time." So maybe they do fight, but he makes it look like he killed him. Mm. And so when he comes back as an older guy, he's like, I have not felt this. I don't know if you remember that scene where he says, I, this is a force I haven't felt in a long time. Yeah, yeah. Vader's that's the only thing I, <laughs> yeah, that's the only thing I could think of. Like he's going to fake his death or something. Right. That actually makes, uh, it, it, it intrigues me. Here's why. And this is kind of dumb, but it also fills in a hole that everyone always talks about, which is how did he age so fast? You know, like like he went from being like the age he is now, and then later on he's old. What if his fight with Anakin or Darth Vader? Joe knows. Joe, jump in. Yeah, there's a there's a thing that's in the um, the atmosphere. I guess the something on the planet that makes people age a lot faster. That's what they're saying. Uh, and that's why. He, and that's why he. Because if you think about it, like because you know you do the math. If he's ten. And he was probably 21. That's 20. He should, you know what I mean? He shouldn't look the way overweight and an old man. But right. um, standing there for a long period of time, you age faster, is what I read somewhere. You know, here's another thought, too. What, okay, you've got, you got force lightning, right? I'm not sure if they ever showed Vader use it. But what happens when you get struck by lightning? Your hair turns white, right? So in Ultimate Battle, he's like, <laughs> next thing you know, Obi-Wan's got a full head of white hair. All the sun damage from you know the twin suns UV damage, his skin's like tore up. So I'm dropping a lazy writing card down. <laughs> no <Yes>. doubt, no doubt. <laughs> like, why would you live on that planet, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. unless everyone on that planet mm -hmm. just left an at, le lived in absolute luxury. Mm -hmm. Why would you live on that planet? That was like the hardest life. That was like the hardest life, and people want to live there. Yeah, mm -hmm. chink, chink. Here's, here's the problem too is you know when when George Lucas made these movies, he did have like 12 movies planned out and he picked you know like four or five and six that he felt was the best out of all the ones to get the Star Wars out there. I don't think he had the intentions of them doing these type of prequel type shows and movies you know past of what he envisioned. I'm sure he had his own ideas and stuff. And so that's why, like, when you get a new creator, you know, thinking about stuff, it changes everything, right? They almost need to do, like, Marvel and just do, like, a reboot. Uh, you know, the multiverse is different. You know what I mean? And you reboot, like, they reboot Star Trek, you know, movies. I don't understand why they can't reboot a Star Wars movie. That's not what Star Wars does. <laughs> yeah, but I think if they did, you know... Them not doing that, I guess it right. creates a podcast so we could talk about it and complain <laughs> about the the plot holes and how it doesn't make sense and right. <laughs> you, you know what I mean? I guess it's good for that. I feel like a lot of these shows are kind of filling in the plot holes, which is I think really cool. I feel like Rebels and Clone Wars, like they realized they had something in shows that they could start to build on that mythology 
you know, and obviously with the Disney plus aspect and, you know, Disney money, they're like, okay, we can do this big time and bring in live actors. But I'm really digging the entire star Wars, let's say mythos now, because they are filling in those blanks, you know, and that it makes it fun for me. I do like that. They're going outside of things too, and showing that it's not all about the Skywalker family. I mean, I mean, of course this one still is, even though it's Obi-Wan, but I mean, you know, you have other ones out there that's just not not entirely Skywalker. So there is a big universe out there, and it's not all centered around this one family. I feel like you've done a great job of educating me and helping me understand Obi-Wan a, li- a little bit better. And I really appreciate that because Joe knows I'm not going to go back and watch a show just to understand another show better, you know. So, mm-hmm. you know. I appreciate you guys letting me know who the Inquisitors are and, uh, you know, what happened with Obi-Wan between the times of, let's say, episode three and episode four. I really appreciate that. Uh, do you guys got any final thoughts on Obi-Wan? My thought is I just can't wait. I can't wait to see what they're going to do. I'm, I'm super stoked. And I know we're going to get a training montage because he's got to go from, you know, zero to at least seven before he takes on Vader because he can't go against Vader at, at a four. You know what I mean? He's got to get tough. So we're going to have all those little orbs and spears just flying around shooting him. And he's like, ow, ow. But that's my hope. But I can't wait. I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't think, I don't think he's going to have enough time to train like that. I don't think he's in the, I think he's going to, it's going to be one of those things where he keeps fighting and as he keeps fighting, he's going to get, he's going to remember, he's going to get better and he's going to get back to the way it was. Cause I think, what was it? They only have six episodes. So four episodes. They're not going to be having enough time for him to go train. I would love to see that, but that's not going to happen. I think he's going to build up his mojo as he starts fighting Inquisitors. And whether he kills him or not, then it's going to lead up to Vader. I think there's going to be one final fight scene at the end where it explains where he's going. I don't know, dude. <laughs> I'm kind of looking forward to it. To what? <laughs> I'm tired of my speculations, man, because we're always wrong, dude. Yeah, I just I just want him to get back to where he was, where he's such a badass. Two favorite Jedi's was him and Mace Windu. I don't really I thought Yoda was dope only because they made him Asian and do the little kung fu flips and that was dope. Other than that, it was Mace Windu and Obi-Wan. Mace Windu needs to have his own show as well, because I don't think that foe was dead. But I am looking forward to the rest of the this season of Obi-Wan. I just hope um, it's going to be one dope ass lightsaber fight scene between these between him and the Inquisitors. And that brings us to the end of this episode of the Nerd World Order broadcast. So until next time, ladies, gentlemen, and knights of the Nerd World Order, I am NWO. We are NWO. Nerds redefined. Booyah!